A proposed $74 million settlement of a consolidated class action lawsuit against Primera Blue Cross after a 2014 data breach that affected nearly 11 million individuals includes $32 million for breach victims and related legal costs and also would require the health insurer to invest $42 million to bolster data security. So how does this proposed settlement stack up with other health data breach settlements that we've been seeing? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with technology attorney Stephen Tepler of the law firm Mendelbaum Salzburg PC, who will offer his analysis on the proposed Primera settlement. So Stephen, when you look at the proposed settlement in the Primera case, what's most significant to you? What stands out is an increasing attention to not only the taking care of the victims, but taking care of business internally within the organization to make sure, A, that there are resources directed to fixing or mitigating or mediating the security problem, but also that there are ways to establish milestones and auditable milestones to make sure that what is promised is actually done. As you said, the proposed Primera settlement does include specific things that the company should be doing in order to improve its security. And under the settlement or the proposed settlement, the company is to spend $14 million annually over the next three years to bolster its security. And that list includes steps such as Primera protecting its archive data in certain ways, implementing encryption and multi-factor authentication, and a host of other things. What do you make of these terms? For instance, corrective actions are common in settlements with government regulators like the Department of Health and Human Services in data breach cases, but are these prescriptive security measures becoming more common in civil lawsuit settlements involving data breaches, and why? They are. And one of the reasons is that you're seeing multiple data breaches. You're seeing serial data breaches. You're seeing data breaches that that should have acted as poster children for data breaches that happened subsequently. So in a way, these prescriptive or proscriptive, depending on how you want to look at it, activities in terms of an agreement or perhaps even a consent order is something that or consent decree are things that we're seeing. We are seeing that on the ADA side for visually impaired individuals suing websites that don't have proper visual impairment accommodations. And these lawsuits are winding up with consent decrees. And these are decrees which actually require step-by-step monitored, audited, corrective actions to be taken by the defendants in these cases, by the organizations in these cases. So I'm really not surprised at the trend at all. So now... Again, the Primera Blue Cross settlement proposes $32 million for breach victims and related legal costs. What do you think of the payments proposed for the breach victims and the conditions for them to receive payments? The conditions are a little more broad, which is good. The amount to be paid, it's always hard to establish what people's damages that aren't actually verifiable might be. And that's always been an issue in every every class action that that's happened in this area, that there are increased amounts for verifiable types of of expenses or losses that have an expanded definition, I think is a step in the right direction. 
So now this consolidated lawsuit notes that the Primera breach stemmed from a cyber attack that started in May 2014, and it was publicly revealed by Primera in March 2015, and it is believed to have been perpetrated by, quote, an advanced persistent threat group originating from China. Circumstances in this breach seem similar to the Anthem cyber attack that experts say also started in 2014, was discovered in 2015, and was carried out by two hackers in China, allegedly, who were indicted recently in the U.S. In the Anthem case, PHI of nearly 80 million individuals was exfiltrated. So based on all of this, what are the key lessons here, do you think, for healthcare sector entities, especially insurers, when it comes to defending themselves against potential nation-state types of attacks? Number one on the list is if you're involved in healthcare, you are low-hanging fruit for attackers for a whole slew of reasons, You know, not the least of which is that if you have a business interruption, you have not only your traditional class action, perhaps, and uh, action by, by regulators, but you also have a potential HIPAA problem as well. Even with a ransomware attack, you could have an exfiltration of data first and then a ransomware attack that follows, and so your attackers might be double-dipping. The issue is be aware, do your due diligence. You've got to patch. You've got to make sure what you have. You've got to get your cybersecurity teams ramped up to do periodic investigations. Just as if you had already been attacked, you have to have you have to make sure that your insurance covers what might be considered or what could be considered as a nation state or a terrorist attack because you don't want to have an exclusion, an act of war or similar exclusion result in a denial of coverage and then have to battle it out in court for that state non-coverage that's uh, similar to what's happening between the, the Mondelez Company and Zurich Insurance. And finally, Stephen, any predictions about the kinds of data breach lawsuits we're likely to see moving forward? For instance, we often see cases getting dismissed by courts, and we also seem to be seeing more settlements. Any cases that you're watching closely in the courts right now? Right now, we are looking at just generally in the healthcare sector because of the sensitivity of the information, even more so than financial information. We're focusing on trying to advise clients to pay better attention. Uh, And it doesn't matter whether you're a small practice or a large practice. Your risk metrics are the same. The other avenue, of course, is with the proliferation of uh, smart devices or connected devices that have started to populate the healthcare arena, we're looking at and we are currently investigating issues related to possible security problems with these devices such that healthcare provisioning or the services provisioning might be impacted or prevented or interrupted in such a way as to cause real problems for a facility. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Tepler. I'm Marianne Kolbisak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.